The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is time for Break the Business, where we are here to empower indie creators and have some fun along the way. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I am joined by Evan and Alisa. Hi, guys. How you doing? <laughs> We're <No>? great. <laughs> oh, my God. That was... We're just going to do live okay, songs okay. from now on. Stop, stop everything. <laughs> How... Honestly, how comfortable are you with the theme? Can you start from the top? I'm going to do it clean. I want to hear you guys You got a couple verses you're going to drop on this thing? I want to I hear you do it. All right. No. <laughs> you're going to have to pay me way better than that. Come on. The views and content expressed on the following program are expressed. <laughs> do it. Do no, it. I, I don't have a solo guitar arrangement of it, you know. I'm just in here banging it out. This week, oh wow, Ooh, a little mystery at the a end. Spicy. To be continued? Question mark. <laughs> I'm normally overjoyed to see you too, and now obviously I'm overjoyed times a million because of oh, how okay. wonderful that was. <laughs> now I'm pissed. <laughs> it's so good that to was see a you guys. I'm really happy that like you have power at the moment, given where you live right now. <laughs> yes. Knock on wood. Yes. Do not want to tempt the fates. I, I kind of want to just so like far. get through this episode as quickly as possible before you inevitably do lose power. Like we got to get this episode recorded. Yeah, it's it's wild yeah. in Texas right now, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Well, either way, wonderful to see you guys. I'm excited for this show. I'm excited for the guests that we have coming up in the next segment. Great friend of mine, great friend of the podcast. Love talking to him. Eric Smith, the founder and president of RLX Acoustics. This guy is so great. Not only are his products great, not only has he done so much great stuff for indie creators, but he's also, as you all are about to find out, just a really good interview. He's super polished. Obviously, the sound quality is going to be great because this is what his company does for a living. And I, I just think we're going to enjoy this a lot. He's going to be a treat. Evan, I know you are a big audio engineering guy, producer. So like, I imagine you have a thousand questions for him. I have a few questions. But I also have a few pieces of Oralex in my spare bedroom. <laughs> Yay! I see, I see Eric Smith in the green room clapping. He's Not only very happy to hear about it. I apologize in advance, Eric, because you can't reply right now, but I bought them used, so I don't think your company got any money from it. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Damn. But they work wonder. Well, I am sure that by the end of this interview coming up after the commercial break, you are going to be all the more inspired to want to uh, raid the RLX coffers and continue to to get his great products. But what I want to really, really talk to him about is sort of the reality that all creators are facing right now, which is that we're at home. Our home is our creative space across the board now. And so a lot of creators need to know what the right equipment is, how to get great quality sound or video or whatever kind of art you're creating on a budget, still have it sound great and turn your turning your home into an amazing creative space is something we all care about. And I know Eric Smith's going to have some great insight for us on that. Yay. Yeah. 
very excited because I, I I am no stranger to the idea of of crafting a makeshift blanket fort of some sort somewhere in order to <laughs> yeah, get see, stuff done. Like as creators, <laughs> I don't I have, I have I don't have solutions. I just have problems. Hey. <laughs> Well, I'm sure he wouldn't mind if you came to him with his, with your problems and he perhaps can help solve them. But I remember a couple weeks ago, Elisa, you were telling us how you guys with your band Crimson are making an album. You and your bandmates are all recording your respective parts from your respective homes here on lockdown. And so I imagine that Eric Smith's going to have some cool insight for you there. <laughs> Definitely. But before we get to that, uh, I, I have a bit of legal news this week. Why did you touch me? You killed innocent people. The means to an end. You started a massacre. I caused the revolution. You betrayed the law. Law. Thank you, Mr. Asante. I haven't been able to break out that sound in a long time. I love it. But a, a really exciting, really important piece of legal news that's coming up as it affects mixed income earners. Now, guys, I know about three or four weeks ago, I think it was the very last episode that we did before we made this podcast a live stream. We were talking about the problem that mixed income earners are having right now, getting support, getting financial support from the government during the COVID pandemic. And this is important because many performers are mixed income earners, meaning they get some of their income as a 1099 independent contractor, but they might also get some W-2 income because they have some sort of nine to five job. And unfortunately, if you are trying to get support from the government during the COVID-19 pandemic, a mixed income earner is the worst person to be. Let me walk you guys through a pretty crazy hypothetical here, which is actually a fairly common scenario that mixed income earners are going through. Okay, let's say hypothetically that I was talking to some creative professionals that are primarily self-employed. Do we know any of those in this room by any chance? I don't know. Ging? (laughs) And one of them is bilingual, apparently. Now, yes. Now, let's say you guys lived in California and you're primarily self-employed. COVID hits and like for many performers your work disappears and you're trying to make ends meet the cares act passes in march 2020 and uh you know oh maybe some support perhaps a lifeline and you are particularly excited by the fact that there is a federal program called pandemic unemployment assistance which is a government relief program specific for self-employed earners and you're like ah the government helping out me a creator who gets 1099 income And then you find out you don't qualify because at some point in the last year, you played a couple wedding gigs where you were paid as a W-2 employee. And maybe you made like $2,500 from those five gigs. And that's all the W-2 income you get. But because of the way the law is written, if you earned even a dollar of W-2 income, you don't get the pandemic unemployment assistance. And so you're like, "Uh uh-oh. But then you're like, oh. If the government thinks I'm a W-2 employee, I'll just get regular unemployment. Eh. Because you only made $2,500 in W-2 income. That's uh, not enough to tax you on to take out unemployment benefits. Exactly. So the state of California is going to base your unemployment relief on the paltry amount of W-2 income you earned that year. So in the state of California, our hypothetical creator is going to get about 46 bucks a week. In unemployment, instead of the 550 a week they might have otherwise earned if they got all the state and federal benefits they were entitled to in California. 
So therein lies the problem of being a mixed income earner, as many of the folks listening to this program are, because many creators are getting income from both sources. And if you get income from both sources, you're pretty screwed because you you make too much W-2 money to get pandemic unemployment assistance and you get too much 1099 money to get regular unemployment. And so you just get like 46 bucks a week. Now, Congress tried to fix this problem uh, in December. As you, you guys remember, when we talked about this a few weeks yeah. ago, Congress passed a new covid relief bill that attempted to fix this really crappy problem for mixed income earners like creators often are. Uh, they I'm allowed, sure that went well and everything's been totally smooth since then, right? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely perfect. I just wanted to do this segment to tell you how great things are. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And now here's Eric Smith. Now, <laughs> um, well, things have been okay for the last mm, three months because they did th- this. This new COVID relief bill allowed mixed income earners to get about three hundred dollars in federal assistance that they would have otherwise received uh, under the old plan. Plus an extra hundred dollars of, hey, we're totally sorry we screwed you over for the last year money. Now, four hundred dollars a week is, you know, still not great if you're trying to, you know, survive and pay your rent, but it's better than forty six dollars a week. But unfortunately, even that could be poised to run out because that extra benefit I just talked about, it expires March thirteenth. <laughs> Which just about gets to the new COVID relief bill that's being bandied about, which is supposed to, in theory, get passed around March. But there hasn't been a definitive discussion yet about whether this mixed income relief assistance is going to find its way into the new law. And so this is the problem we're running into. So this is call your congressman time. Yeah. All all the creators, all you mixed income earners out there. We have to they have to extend this benefit and maybe make it a little bit more than, you know, maybe you know, 150 a week or an extra 200 a week on top of the 300. There's a great organization out there um, called the Future of Music Coalition, which created a website called mixedearners.org. And maybe we can, uh, Lauren, if you could maybe put that web address uh, as a as a caption or something, just so we can all remember it. Mixedearners.org. This is a great website that provides a resource Uh, That tells you all about this particular problem that mixed income earners are going through, provides you with actionable steps that you can take to help fix the problem by, uh, you know, by doing policy things. And uh, I think they're sponsoring an event later this month with Congressman Adam Schiff, who's been the biggest proponent of helping the mixed income earners out. So let's, uh, you know, so, you know, this is something this is our cause right now. This is our these are our people. And this is a problem that's pretty uniquely specific to the entertainment industry given the way that creators make money texas has been weird texas uh turns out is seems to be pretty good about um 1099 employees i don't really know how it works for mixed income honestly um i haven't i haven't been taxed in years (laughs) i've been at 1099 i haven't had a job in in a, a decade i guess but i've been 1099 forever um but there are there are things in place in texas to help the just the 1099 employees actually actually get some some unemployment benefits uh, i don't <laughs> i don't know man this has been a, this has been a rough one i don't another hundred dollars a month another 150 a month is great but uh, uh it's still a band uh, it's, it's no it's not even a band it's like uh, oh man that guy got shot that's about as, as close as it's gotten uh, to he didn't even call the ambulance it's like, well, but, but right at, at this point like i mean yeah it's crumbs yeah. and but 
I'd like like we need to keep the crumbs we have and maybe get a, at least a little bit more, but not go back to the way things were before December, yeah. where there was no benefit for the mixed earners. I mean, other than like whatever your state deemed you could get based on whatever W-2 income you got from the three wedding gigs that you played all year last year and got happened to be paid as a W-2 employee for it. And then sometimes a, a major, major international corporation will just say they paid you tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> even though oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to get too into the weeds on that. Oh, but boy. Just keep sending emails and, and attach your lawyer to the email and everything and will as, turn out all as, right. Okay. As we are talking about 1099s and W-2s, as that correspondence has no doubt arrived in your inboxes, please make sure to not take it for granted. Please feel free to double check all of those line yeah. items and make sure that uh, everything's <laughs> on the up and up for mm-hmm. what you've earned uh, oh. last year. Oh. Ding. Well, yeah. I've always wondered this. I've always wanted to talk to like creators in your shoes. Like what is what is tax time like for you guys, you know, running your own businesses, getting what I'm sure is like a lot of receipts and and 1099s and things that you have to keep track of. Like a lot of January to April must be a nightmare for you. No, you don't touch it until like. April 1st, right? It's responsible. (laughs) It's very responsible. Taxes every, well, this year it's going to be real fast, but taxes everywhere, every year generally take me about 15 to 20 hours to put together. And then I take it to my CPA. So like, it's, it's a lot of due diligence and creators. Like it, it took me a lot of diligence in terms of like, you know, Hey, you're doing a lot of online shopping. Maybe you don't have a lot of paper receipts. Make, an automatic mail rule to put all of those online receipts in a specific folder well, that the, you can refer to later come tax time and print out all those email receipts and keep that paper copy well, on that's the th- I feel like I've already conditioned you a little bit to some of this, but the hard yeah. part that I'm trying to teach some of my friends. So my mom, okay, when I was in elementary school, my mom started her own business, right? Mm. She started a landscaping company. And that was part of the reason that I started my own business in high school and going into college and to this day, right? Um, so the thing that I really learned of one, you can start your own business, which is great. And as a creator, that's the whole job anyway. But two, when the tax time comes, I had somebody to look to and you're like, okay, here's how you actually need to, you know, this is how you legally report all these things so you don't get screwed. And um, the number one thing I have a hard time explaining to people that are slightly younger than me and starting to make money doing music is save your receipts. Save all the receipts. (laughs) Save the food, (laughs) save the clothes, save the gear, save the gas, save the everything. All of it. And then take it to the accountant, H&R Block, and say, hey, the laws change every year. What can I write off? What, Mm -hmm. What is, you know, Guitar picks are absolutely a tax write-off. Stuff like that. Like for sure. Yeah. So you have to save it, every single receipt. Yeah. All your picks, all your strings, your microphones, your cables, all of that stuff. Sometimes, look, they, it, it, depending on what you do, sometimes your internet, your cell phone, mm-hmm. a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff is a tax write-off, and independent creators need to be need to write that stuff off. We should really get a, a CPA in here yeah. who works with musicians, especially as we get closer to tax time. That'd be a great. I'd love to. Like because a, mine retired. <laughs> And then we'll just let Evan pepper that person with questions for three hours. The last two years have been hell going between two different offices. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I I often recommend with creators, in addition to obviously saving your receipts, which is a much easier thing to do nowadays, since we don't have literal receipts anymore, like it's all online and and things like that. Get the paper receipt too. save that. Yeah. (laughs) If you you get one. Um, I also recommend that creators 
you know, you know, whenever you can set up a different business, that that's generally good. But at least have a different business bank account yes. that yes. all of your business expenses and income runs through. Because when tax time rolls around and you got to figure out what all your business transactions are, it's easier when they're all in one bank statement. You don't have to fish around and try to, oh, is that business or personal? I don't know. So Yeah, uh, don't do that. That's you're going to get in trouble doing that. Yeah, That's, and if you're going to have a bad time, yes. if you are a creator, you know, do do the awesome thing and 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 learn yourself a little bit of Excel. Just oh, like, yeah. just just get a couple mm. of formulas down because you have an amazing just it's just a spreadsheet now. I went I went to music school uh, for five years. I started music engineering and I switched to music business because I couldn't pass calculus. And five years of college <laughs> at a very expensive private university taught me the one thing that I use the most from school is Microsoft Excel almost every day and that's not a joke and i even tried to get out of that class because it conflicted with a uh, uh some performance ensemble that i was supposed to take that i had to take and i'm like hey i know how to use a computer and i'm not ta- i don't want to take your class and he's like too bad you have to take it because you would have to get the professor to write off on it right uh. yeah he was right i needed to take that class yeah. so get a little bit of excel <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> just uh, work that excel knowledge it makes tax time fun <laughs> Well, I love that this became a, uh, you know, we started we started with, uh, you know, fight the power, call your congressman and then just got into some tax advice, which was we are of... helping independent creators break free from the monolithic industry here. It's what we're trying to do, man. Boom, baby. OK, I want to try something here. Get it oh, back no. on the rails. I'm yes. going to let the viewers and listeners peek behind the curtain. There is a segment I've been trying to get off the ground basically every week since we've started doing this live stream. I have no faith that this is going to work, especially (laughs) because it's such a visual gag that anybody listening on the podcast is going to feel angry and alienated. But I want to try to launch it anyway, because I have it written in my show notes as like just sitting there sort of, hey, you should try this segment. And I want to be able to cross it off my list one way or another. He's a completionist. That's you know, I'm, <laughs> it's very neurotic that way. But if you guys will indulge me, I want to try this sure to fail segment. I'm just, Before we go yeah, now, I'm down. Break. Now I'm excited. This is yes. what we call in the biz expectation management. That's right. <laughs> All right. So um, let me just I'm gonna take a quick second here. Set up my. Set up this segment for you. All right. So the way this works, guys, is I have this very weird uh, proclivity that whenever I'm walking around in the world, which is admittedly a less frequent occurrence. You really going to put this on the Internet, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Don't put your proclivities on the Internet. When I when I, 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 when I, I usually walk around the world and whenever I see a funny sign or a phrase or something out in the world, I often think to myself, that would be a pretty cool idea for a band name. You know, I'll see like a street, a random street sign or something on the wall and I'll always take a picture of it. And I sometimes I tweet them out with the hashtag band name ideas. And so I have a few of them here that I've saved. You actually have I the wanna, pictures? What I do have the pictures. Oh, yes. So this is the band name. So we're calling this segment band name ideas. I'm hoping this catches on. I'm hoping that the viewers and listeners send in their own random band name ideas that they find out in the world. But without further ado, this segment that's sure to fail uh, band name ideas. Uh, here's the first one. So uh, this was over at the airport. And, <laughs> regulated <you know>. garbage. <laughs> so a truck that had regulated garbage on it. Um, and so, so 
this isn't a bad idea for a band name, but it's also a really good idea for a truck. <laughs> Agreed. You're never going to really get broken into. really good for a garbage truck to have. No, for a non-garbage truck. As somebody who's yeah. owned a van that's been broken into a dozen times, get a sign on the side that says, like, sewage treatment or something, and people won't break into your stuff. Oh, my God. Indie um, creators, if you're named Regulated Garbage, put that on the side of your van. You will be advertising your band, and nobody will break into you. Hey. I feel like you're speaking from a little personal experience, Evan. Oh, no, none of no, that. Oh, no. boy. You can't Google my name and bring up news oh, stories. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was on every channel that week. But Man. that's another show. <laughs> that is another show. We should do a whole show eventually on... Um, All the know. ways Evan's been robbed. <sighs> yes, exactly. We'll do, do a two-hour show on that. That's not so, yeah, that was... So, then we have this one, which is probably <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> Valentine Corn. This is a... a, a to, to describe it for the viewer or listeners, it's a pink candy corn, Ew. but it's Valentine's corn. And I like Valentine corn because tell me that in 1991, Valentine corn did not open for the cure at the Bowery Ballroom. That's true. They were first at three, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they weren't direct support. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that was the local opener. That was definitely the local opener. Um, didn't do, you know, didn't really blow the doors off the place, but they do have a very devoted following. Like the very. nine or ten people that like Valentine Corn really like this band. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> what could that possibly taste like? Oh, Valentine, I'm sure it's so gross. Yeah, candy corn's already nasty, but that's still. It tastes right. like Next sugar, one. corn syrup, carnauba wax. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Soil utility. <laughs> This was, this was at a hospital. I'm glad. Definitely like a grunge band for sure. I, I, uh, I'm going to start Googling these. I have a feeling most of these are already actually band names. Continue. I mean, everything's a band name, right? All right, here's the last one um, that I just love. This is Unacceptable Lobster. This is from a textbook. I don't know what makes a lobster unacceptable, what but I do know that I'm almost positive Evan played for Unacceptable Lobster in I've high been, school. I've been in this band. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We, we played a lot They're of ska They're a ska band for it's sure. definitely a ska band. It's such a ska band. I've been in this mood. <laughs> Unacceptable <laughs> Lobster. I mean, look how sad that lobster <laughs> looks. Just, uh, it, you know, you know what, this isn't going to play for the podcast, but it's going to make people tune into the live stream. I, I hope so, because they need to look at this lobster. This lobster, lobster looks like somebody told the lobster that he was unacceptable, and now he feels like crap about he really, it. He really believed it. He took that to heart. Tried so I'm unacceptable. Hard. The lobsters have heart. He took oh, it there. Man. But yeah, unacceptable lobster, a ska band with way too many horns in it. <laughs> Just you mean, you mean the right read the right amount of you mean points. enough <laughs> exactly um so yeah there's that's the segment that i'm almost positive <laughs> is a bad idea are you tweeting those I, please tweet those i will say however this has gotten significant engagement in the chat yeah is that so, right so it not worked. bad it worked it alternatively worked. corn valentine great stage name thank you oh, like Candy. well we're gonna let the viewers See, if you want to keep this terrible segment going, viewers and listeners, send your band name ideas that you find out in the world to breakthebusiness at gmail.com or tweet at, at the BTB podcast or, you know, at Ryan KAIR. Just send us your band name ideas if you want to make this terrible segment continue for a subsequent week. And if we don't hear from you, then we'll all realize together how bad of an idea that was to do a primarily visual segment <laughs> for a program that still has majority podcast. Guys, 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 
It was a real sad lobster. <laughs> it was very it was sad. So t- hang on. We, before we go to break, <laughs> before we go to break, let's bring unacceptable lobster back out again. No, you can just Google unacceptable lobster, and it's the first picture that comes. It's just up. forlorn <laughs> as hell, he's man. Just, he's dejected. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all happy with this situation. Okay. Also a spa, ska band with too many horns. All right. We're all going to compose ourselves. We got Eric Smith from RLX coming in the next segment here. Thank you. Is all he for still listening there? Oh, I don't know. Why. God, I hope so. <laughs> We're going to find out all together next. Ryan Corella here. I hope you're enjoying the show and I hope that you're getting a lot out of it. I do what I do because I care about creators like you. A lot. I've dedicated my career to helping creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and organizations move forward. I do it by hosting this program, and I'm also proud to do it in my legal practice. If you're a creative professional looking for solutions-oriented legal services to help you further your goals, I'd love to help. My firm RKPA does contracts, commercial law, copyright, trademark, and more. Visit rkpalaw.com to learn more. That's rkpalaw.com. Ryan A. Corella, PA, Miami, Florida. Streaming services for Break the Business provided by L.E.K. Entertainment. L.E.K. Entertainment is a full-service entertainment company offering everything from consultations to full-scale events and productions, including audio and video productions, voiceovers, staged theatrical productions, script and music development, and streaming services. For more information, visit lekentertainment.com. L.E.K. Entertainment wants to help you bring your story to life. Thanks for supporting Break the Business. If you have a question or topic that you want us to discuss, email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can follow the host, that's me, on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R, and you can follow the show at The BTB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and on all major podcast platforms. And now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. You guys are really getting down with that uh, music in that last song. I was noticing. I mean, yeah, it's bouncy. Yeah, it does sound like pharmaceutical commercial. I mean, music it's, for you, sure. You just got it, like royalty-free music, huh? Ask oh, your oh, doctor. All it's over the, the place. The lawyer. Free. The lawyer has all the royalty-free music. Tell me, you're not listening to that music and just thinking like side effects include <laughs> nausea, headache. Side bleeding. effects include unacceptable lobster. Talk to your doctor and see if break the business is right for you. Uh, okay let's 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 serious this up a bit all right we have a we have a we have a very distinguished business person coming up here he's not going to suffer our nonsense uh, let's uh, let's go I'm ahead and bring him out. He's here. willing to suffer some nonsense if he's been sitting <laughs> through all of this. I'm sorry, Eric Smith from Aurelex. So sorry, he, he is the founder and president of Aurelex Acoustics. You can find out more about his work by visiting Aurelex.com. We are happy to be welcome uh, here, Eric Smith, on to break the business. Hi, Eric. Hey, how are you guys? So band name ideas didn't scare you off, yeah, huh? Yeah, I got I got your unacceptable lobster right here. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Of course my wife and I are vegetarian, so I was kind of thinking like marginal broccoli. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, it, it it's a treat to have you, sir. I feel underdressed. <laughs> I feel overdressed. Well, 
<laughs> like I'm I, I'm dressed like I, I got plaid on. Like I, I look like Kurt Cobain in you know, Smells Like Teen Spirit video. Uh, Evan and Elisa are super cash right now, and you, sir, have a pocket square. Yeah, but pocket square. Yeah, but I'm wearing sweatpants. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, nobody's wearing actual pants. I mean, it's oh, that yeah, kind of year. We yeah. haven't. I haven't worn pants in 13 months. So oh, I that, know. that doesn't mean anything. Oh, I know. I, I, I never. I, I never knew I could wear my PJs this long. <laughs> I, I need to know uh, how. How is that a is that a detached pocket square? Or is that sewn into the pocket? Oh hell no, it's not. Sewn in. It's detachable. In case like I let you go. CEO, guys. <laughs> no, it's detachable. The only way to fly. Oh, yeah. Hang on a sec. I. I Ryan's going to get a pocket square? I, I can't feel that. Like, he's, wow. he's so well dressed. Oh, you're me, killing me. That's I a real good look. On, the, let me just put on a little sport coat here. Yeah, sport yeah. coat over even, flannel is a really good look, Ryan. Yeah, I like it doesn't that. even remotely match the shirt, but like I, I can't let Eric look dapper on Ryan, his own. It's like, you, you well, like, undo a couple of buttons or something. You Come look on. like the substitute who's about to rap about, like, Iambic pentameter to me. You just turn set, your chair, you the chair you know backwards I mean? just you now. Just be yeah. like, "Yo, what's up, kids?" Yeah. Like, I don't know, about, teens. You know? I, that's exactly what I look like. Now I can't take this off because I'm already committed to the terrible. Yeah, that's right. You you look like Sling Blade's illegitimate brother. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, as as. Great as that joke was, it was me made even better by the fact that your sound quality is amazing. Oh, which good. should not be the least bit surprising given the line of work that you're in. Arlex Acoustics makes all kinds of great right. uh, home studio equipment, sound material, things like that. And I'm curious uh, because a lot more people are building home studios now because we're all all the creators are locked down. How has the pandemic affected your business? I'm almost ashamed to tell you the truth. Um, we're off the chart busy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and it almost pains me to say that because so many people are hurting in so many ways. I mean, your, your previous segment talking about, you know, dual income earning W2s, 1099s. And, you know, I, I wrote on my iPad that I've got right here and I was going to hold it up, but I didn't want to distract you. I wrote donut hole. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. it's kind of like that whole Medicare thing, you know, and it's just terrible. And uh, I feel badly about that, uh, about everybody, especially in live sound, uh, you know, performers who are hurting so badly. But everybody's at home and everybody realizes that their place sounds like crap. And so we're literally we can't keep up and I'm not being facetious. Wow. And, and you know, it, it's a good problem to have. It's a problem. But, you know, it, I, I because I'm such a person of spirit type of a guy you know we're all in this together type of a guy it almost feels opportunistic but you know it's not like we're taking advantage of anybody it's just that we can't keep up and so um if anything you know. on on the positive side um i'm a voice actress and i know that you know a lot of the folks in my community not being able to physically go to studios to do a lot of that work anymore a lot of folks are trying to build their home stuff right. so if anything it's helping keep voice actors employed to be able to, you know, set up their stuff and be able to pivot quickly. That's exactly so, what's in our spare bedroom over here. Is yeah. a little, oh, we well, made one corner you. of VO booth. That was yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah. That, <laughs> at least. Well, I mean, you know, top voice talents have used our stuff for literally decades. Uh, but now, because everybody's at home, I mean, we're all, you know, kind of camped out. 
and everybody realizes that you know they need to sound better i mean even if you're not a not a voiceover person like we are um you know if you're just doing skype you're doing teams you're doing zoom you're doing whatever you've got to sound better you know you want to look better and so we have products that obviously look good on camera you know a lot of the tv networks use them just for that reason um and so it's you know it's it's a it's a very interesting time for us Nobody's shocked that Eric has made at least some of his living in, in the voice business, right? Okay, I'm so yeah, glad no. you said that because, holy <laughs> damn. <laughs> it's just, my you God. Guys. Yeah. Uh, I'd like you to visit my new website, which I actually literally own, oh. grandecajones.com. <laughs> I'll be right there. Is this, like, is this like OnlyFans? I don't know how this works. Put the, put the lobster back up. It'll make sense. Go ahead. I already deleted the lobster. It'll all make sense if you put the lobster back up. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, like, so uh, for the creators out there who are now realizing that creating a home recording space is going to be a must for them, let's talk about the budget side of this and what steps that creators should be taking to get the most bang for their buck. Is there a particular piece of equipment or class of equipment that creators should be focusing on to get the best sound or visual quality dollar for dollar? Well, you know, obviously I want to talk about acoustical treatments and we can certainly do that. But, you know, to me, the first thing is get a good mic. Um, you know, if you're going to be presenting over, you know, a virtual connection like this, get yourself a mic that rejects a lot of the room tone, first of all. You know, I hear way too much room in a lot of the meetings I attend and a lot of things I watch online. And so I would like to see people get some of the, the you know, the tighter mics that are out there. You know, I'm on a, a pretty expensive mic right now, a Sennheiser 416, which rejects a lot. But, you know, here in my studio, the Red Light District, that's my name. Um, you know, it's very well controlled, obviously. But even if it weren't, the mic itself is rejecting a lot of the off-axis sound. And so I would encourage people to do that. Luckily, the good news is that there are a lot of very inexpensive mics out there these days uh, that are that are pretty darn good in that regard. So that's where I'd go first, you know, and then, um, uh, you know, uh, you guys being studio people, you know what gating is or expanding. And I would encourage people to learn more about that uh, because that will also help to reject some of the off-axis sound. And if you use it wrong, it's going to sound really clipped and really harsh. You know, every time the gate opens and closes, you're going to hear a sound like, you know. But if you do it the right way, it can be very gentle. And uh, that will also reject a lot of the room sound. So if you do those types of things, then, you know, we get into the acoustical treatment part of it. And if you're in a very reverberant room, you don't have a lot of money to spend. I would focus on controlling the near field environment first. So what's the near field? What do you well, mean Well, I mean, you know, basically within arm's reach, hmm. you know. And um, a lot more sound is uh, detrimental behind you than a lot of people think it is. So I often, when I, you know, not bragging, but I work with a lot of really famous artists. I don't name names anymore because everybody gets all litigious and stuff. But um, uh, a, a lot of them, a lot of them really had me rock their world when I convinced them that they needed to put something behind them. And they weren't focused back there. But when you do that, you'll realize how much bad sound was coming from back here uh, and not just up here. So I would encourage you to control the near-field environment, get a mic that picks up as tight a pattern as possible, and learn how to work the mic correctly. 
you know, I'm on a really great expensive mic right now, but if I work the mic way back here like this, then it's going to pick up a lot more room tone if I'm in an untreated room rather than if my the sound of my voice is predominant to the mic, you know, right here. This is what we care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, Oralex has great dealers all around the world, and we love them dearly. And I wouldn't trade them for all the tea in China, as the old saying goes. Um, but we do now have e-commerce through our website. And uh, we do have sales. We put out coupons and things like that. So, you know, in a pandemic, we're trying to do what we can to help people. And you can certainly go to RLX.com and probably find some things that are just for work from home environments. Eric, last time we spoke, and this must have been like five years ago on Break the Business, which is tragic that we let this much time. I know. I've been sitting here this whole time in a sport go waiting for you. You know? And a pocket square. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But one of the things that I remember you spoke about is that Oralex had this special platform where you could submit the dimensions of the space where you're reporting. Mm-hmm. And we do. you would and then based on that, they, they could assess your space and come up with sort of a, a package of goods that can help you treat that room. Is that still something you guys are doing? Oh, indeed. Absolutely. Um, we're overrun with uh, consultation requests right now, and we have made a significant investment. And I can't tell you how many zeros and commas are involved, but it is a significant investment in upping our game in that regard uh, so that we can do better, faster consultations for that many more people. And we'll be announcing that probably in the next quarter. Um, and it'll be very exciting. It's been uh, very expensive, but I'm excited to unveil it one of these days. Are there particular for the, for the creators on a budget? Are there particular locations or rooms in a house or an apartment that tend to be the most conducive to getting great sound? Uh, should we be looking for a smaller space? Is it should we actually like walk into our closet where all of our clothes are? Because yeah, insulate the sound. I mean, a lot of people do that. We've all cut voiceovers in closets before, and that can be fine until things are in the wash. You know, and then the sound changes, you know, the agent wants you to do a pickup line or whatever. And then all of a sudden they try to cut it in and it sounds entirely different. You know, so that's the, the virtue of having a dedicated studio space. And if you can't have a dedicated studio space, have a little dedicated studio area, you know, where you you know that I always set the mic up like this. I've always got these Oralex panels here. I've always got this Oralex panel here and, and behind me. And and maybe uh, suspend something from the ceiling. You know, uh, I'm big on that. I'm huge on acoustical clouds. Um, and if you band do name that, ideas, band name acoustical ideas, acoustical clouds, acoustical definitely. clouds. There you go. We have a winner. Yeah, yeah. And who's opening for them? Switchfoot. Right. Yeah. Switchfoot. Yeah. Um, but if you do it that way, then anytime they need you to be back on the mic, then your environment is going to sound a lot more similar. Right on. Right on. Evan, um, Evan, among the three of the, the people peppering you with questions, Eric, Evan is definitely the, the producer of the bunch. He's the audio engineer of the bunch. So this is really his territory. Uh, I, I don't want to just keep throwing questions from you as the lawyer who doesn't know this stuff. Evan, what should I be asking Eric that I'm not I don't, asking? I don't have a ton of questions. Honestly, The I, I spend more time doing live sound. So I'm the bigger issues I deal with is like, why isn't the band here on time? <laughs> what do you mean you're not going to share a drum set? 
that the state is only 16 feet deep kind of thing. Um, the, but the bigger issues that I've had at home have been really interesting because now everybody's at home and I'm about to get some studio monitors in here because I'm going to have an album to mix. And, you know, the I'm, I'm really excited about the consultation stuff you're talking about because the the Internet's impossible. There's every answer is there and they're all wrong, except for the one that's right. And nobody tells you which one that is. Um, so having having a professional actually tell me what to do would be nice because I've been watching YouTube for about. Well, my whole life, but also over the past six months, like looking at studio designs and everybody has a different idea. Am I supposed to keep the monitors off the wall? Am I supposed to have something in between and behind the monitor? Yeah, like, that's true. It's terrible, but you really need somebody to look at your space. So there's a lot of, yeah, there is, you know, and I'm, I, I try to be very altruistic about it. I try not to be self-serving or sound self-serving because I'm not, I'm not that sort of guy at all. Um, but, you know, the basic premise upon which I founded Oralex was free advice. You know, we've been doing free acoustical consulting for 44 years. And for everybody from NASA to people who have sold 100 million records, literally, um, and anybody who wants to ring us up on the phone or through the website and doesn't want to pay for their consulting. So, I mean, we've got products for $39 and we got projects that are millions of dollars, you know. So whatever your problems are, we can help you and we're not going to beat you up over it or whatever. I mean, you guys, you know, Evan, if you've got questions about your monitors and all that, obviously you can ring me up directly. But anybody, see, I'm sucking up now. Yeah. Any, anybody, <laughs> you really shouldn't make that offer to him. He's not gonna anybody, <laughs> yes. That's going the wrong way. But okay. yeah, now he's, he's going to put my email address on Facebook or something. Yeah. But um, uh, anybody can ring up Oralex and we'll be glad to help. I mean, that's what we do day in and day out, you know. So, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I've, I've, I've not, I have not personally had to hire an acoustician, acoustician. I can't even say the word. So how could I hire him? No, you did um, fine, acoustician. Yeah. So, yeah. I, oh, it's I actually know. a word. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. it's yeah. definitely a word. I, I've been in plenty of rooms that really needed one. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I got to tell you, this room I'm in right now. Uh, we we gutted. I, I tore this room. This has been my studio for twenty years. We, we moved everything out. We gutted the room. We rebuilt it. I re-engineered it all. We put it all back together. And somewhere, I should have brought it for tonight, but somewhere I have recordings of what this room sounded like without any treatments in it. Oh, yeah. And I've been doing this a, a half a century. This was easily one of the top three worst rooms I've ever been in. <laughs> And I'm not joking. You know, wow. it's like, ask the man who owns one. Mm -hmm. That's me. Oh, no, know? everybody's got a terrible room in their house. If yeah. you go into our spare bedroom and stand in the center, 16K is like all over the place. And they're uh -huh. like ugly early reflections. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So stand in the corner and get some blankets and then call Oralex and they'll tell you what to do. <laughs> well, yeah. But my point being, you know, listen to what it sounds like now. I mean, yeah. even, even if I quit talking. Yeah. Great room, you know. Yeah. I mean, what you want to hear is a voice coming out of the blackness, the background. Right. Yeah. You know, and you want to hear you want to hear that that guitar you were strumming earlier when you were playing the theme song. You know, you want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear the room's crappy version of that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what we do. Room tone. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is. This is awesome. Uh, we really appreciate your insight. Uh, as our guest mentioned, you know, this information is available to everyone. Check, go to Oralex.com. That's A-U-R-A-L-E-X.com. 
and get yourself a, a setup here that you can record from home and make some great work from home. Eric, this has been really awesome. We've had a wonderful time. You've been an amazing sport throughout all of this. Oh. With an amazing sport coat. Yes. And an amazing sport coat. Well, before we let you go, one last question. Do you have any last tips for the indie creators out there to help them move their careers forward? Well, what we care about is what the microphone hears. And then we care about what the loudspeakers present to you so that you can accurately judge what the microphone hears. Okay? So let's get the room controlled enough so that you can pick up clean sound right here and you can hear clean sound right there and judge what this actually picked up. That's, to me, what it's all about. Amen to that. And we you know. appreciate all the work that you've done to make that reality happen for indie creators. Eric, you've oh. given away the whole secret. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> just do those night. two things and you're set. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Eric Smith, everybody from Oralex. You can all find right, well. out more by visiting Oralex.com. That, oh, okay, I can take this sport cut off. It's <laughs> so hot. I am dying. Oh man, the the ring light and the, all the lights. Oh, and like the, the I close the door so I'm not getting air in this room. And oh, oh goodness gracious, I just wanted him to like me. I needed to have the sport coat on. <laughs> <laughs> you can see like a, he's, he's a very important man. <laughs> consummate professional oh absolutely cool as a cucumber i love it what what a great what a great dude he's such a friend of the podcast such a friend of the indie creator uh he can come back anytime especially because he it does not require any extra work to get his voice ready for the live stream because he sounds perfect (laughs) all right uh before we head out for this week we got a few minutes left and I did want to talk to you guys about the Nintendo Direct session announcement conference. I don't even know what they call it, but we haven't talked enough video games since we've been on the live stream. And that's underutilizing you, Elisa, because this is your field. (laughs) And so I'm curious, what did you think about Nintendo's announcements today? (sighs) Well, so as, as somebody who has worked in the industry, literally the ability to ship anything, um, in a pandemic, I, I applaud anybody who is able to ship anything in a pandemic, game-wise, whether that's digital and especially physical. I was going to say, including marketing content is hard yes. enough to put together. Yes. Um, so, so kudos to anybody doing anything in in these unprecedented times. Um, but I will say that there was a a lot of um, I sense a lot of disappointment in the timeline. Um, uh, the the word mid was thrown around a little bit people people were expecting um breath of the wild sequel news and did not get it um people were expecting someone um new to come to smash and they did but it wasn't was nobody happy about that well well i think people were happy about someone new coming to smash but i think they were more expecting um I don't know. Not Xenoblade? Like Doom Guy. I don't know. They're, 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 I I think expectations are really, really high. And it's, I think, important to remember that Nintendo is one of those great companies and one of those great publishers that can satisfy so many different lanes of people. And I think that for this Nintendo Direct, it was not my particular lane. (laughs) And it was not the lanes of a lot of other folks. And that's okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like you have some firsthand experience with this because you, you worked on the Borderlands series. Yeah. And 
Borderlands 3, which was awesome, by the way. Oh, and you. I love playing it. Everybody I, I talked to who played it love playing it. But when you're putting out a sequel like that, that you know is going to be super hyped and super anticipated, you know that people are going to be disappointed by it. No matter how good you make the game, somebody's just, you know, it's going to, oh, this isn't exactly how I had it in my head. And so oh. I hate you. How do you deal with that? How do you like manage that fan expectation? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there, there, there are too many NDAs for the proper answer to, to that question. Um, but, yeah. um, but I will say that it is, it is hard with this particular community. I, you know, as, as someone who is a fan of like, you know, Rocksmith, um, you know, that particular video game, like music fans, but then also video game fans are some of the most like hardcore, imaginative, tribalistic and fierce folks on the planet. And when they have a vision in their head of what they want and you tell them that they're getting something and you let them, you give them enough runway to build up all of these expectations in their head, um, then there's, there is no room, you know, for, for you to satisfy anybody because you've given them too much time. On the other hand, which is something that I've, I've experienced too, if you don't give them enough information, then it's like, well, this is vaporware. This is never going to happen. I'm never going to pay attention to this company again. This company doesn't know how to count to three. Um, <laughs> it's often a joke in the industry. Um, and and it's, it's weird because you want to have, and I mean, just industry machinations, you have to worry about whether or not you, you want enough runway for pre-orders and to set expectations for, you know, things like physical copies and how many you have to ship to a particular store or whatever. And so you have to have enough information for that and, and you know, enough time to gather that information about how many people are actually going to be interested in this thing. But you don't want to give them so much time that they start thinking that this thing is going to be something that it it cannot be. Um, and then there's the idea of like how much, and this is a whole conversation about early access that is a whole completely other show. <laughs> Pero um, there is a whole conversation of how much you want to tell people and let people peek behind the curtain about the development process because this game development is messy as hell. And these things, these beautiful things that you enjoy and play with, I love the people, they are magicians. And it's, it's, it's a lot of this weird, you know, kind of magical, like, I can't believe this exists. But also, bro, these things are held together with duct tape spit in a prayer. <laughs> like, like it's, it's magic, but it's messy magic. And it's like, how much do you want people to see your baby before it's done? Well, and plenty of companies have gotten sued over, like, marketing material. Oh, like, hey, this is what we're trying to make. Hey, this puddle doesn't look right anymore. I'm gonna sue. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it it gets really dicey. Um, so it's it's a it's a wild conversation that keeps happening every single time. But I know that people are disappointed because they didn't talk about Breath of the Wild too. Pero when, at what point are you going to like accept that this is potentially all that? they can give you because things change so frequently well, it's for the fan it's, it's such a tough line to walk for the fan right because the, the, one, the video game companies music companies like they're all listening to the people that consume their content and they want to know what to make next because they're trying to stay alive and afloat as a company right um if 
I'm trying to say here. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but your setup was awesome. I know. I was it was like, so great. No, no, there's a payoff, I swear. <laughs> I can't wait for you to get where you're going. I'm excited uh, to see where that is. making me laugh, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got the kid. Oh. No. So, but it, oh, well, well, Evan, well, Evan finds it, and I'm going to be so excited when he finds it. <laughs> It probably wasn't problem, that good to start with. The problem is, Elisa, I'm one of these like angry fans about this Nintendo announcement. Like, I wanted to see a new Mario Strikers. I wanted a new Mario Baseball. Uh, I wanted to see Breath of the Wild too. Like, there's so many. And you got Mario Golf. Instead. Granted, Mario granted, Golf. Mario Golf was actually the announcement. And the last Mario Golf was fantastic on the GameCube. I will say. I mean, Mario Golf is fine. Mario Golf <laughs> is the least interesting of the Mario sports. Everyone knows oh. it goes Mario Strikers, Mario Tennis, Mario Baseball, oh. Distant Fourth, Mario Golf. Yeah, I said it. Sorry, baseball. I said it. Had an baseball, digital or real life, is a distant fourth to anything else. Oh, you you had Except an for the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Please send me a jersey. I know they're on pre-order right now. Holler at your boy. The home jersey that says Trash Pandas, please. Clearly, you've never embraced the enjoyment of watching Donkey Kong bash a home run with his fist swinging his fist i'm pretty sure that's a rules violation <laughs> anyway so video game companies they want to listen to their fans because they want to Is know what point did he no, no, we're going to get there the video <laughs> want to listen to the fans because they want to know what's going to make and what to make and what's going to sell right but if that fan base gets too rabid then they're going to think that look not every not every fan of a game is going to tweet at the company a thousand times to right. make skate four right and when they finally do make the game if it's anything except what that perfect idea that that person had in their head was it's going to be garbage it's trash it's the worst game so now you're laughing Loudest, your loudest fan is turned into your loudest critic over over a five minute preview video. Yep. So how much information do you really want to tell people? I don't know. I don't know who is expecting Breath of the Wild news today. They're obviously going to make another Breath of the Wild game. They already um, announced that they were working on it, it. Okay, so yeah. So do you really want to see what they have ready for Breath of the Wild? No, you don't because it's trash. It's not ready yet. It's probably a bunch it's of. It's not ready yet. It's like like like. Do you honestly right now want to see a bunch of concept art, some post its? and maybe a gray box. And a bunch like, of code. It's a bunch of code right now. Like, you don't want to see it yet. When they're ready, they'll show it to you. And that, that day, you can be happy. But don't be mad right now. Don't be mad right don't now. Don't do it. Don't be mad. It's not worth it. Oh, I'm glad man. I finally got there. Damn. Yeah. Good <laughs> job, baby. Thank you. What a ride. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad we got to be on that journey with you. I'm glad I made it to the end. <laughs> just go, go, go get, just buy, buy Hades again. And just keep playing Hades. <laughs> Until Breath of the Wild <laughs> 2 comes Wild out. Until Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. <laughs> Our guest next week is going to be Dave Herrera. He is a country artist and a real estate expert. Evan, I know you're very Ooh. passionate about commercial venues, and so I'm sure <laughs> you'll You're going to say passionate about, <laughs> about real estate. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the guy with no money loves real estate. Your two favorite things, Evan, country music and real estate. Now, I like really some cool. country music. Yeah. All right. This should then, then I'm sure you'll like some of this interview next it's week. It's a short list. Da Dave is awesome. I'm excited to have him as our seg uh, as our guest next week. We got a bunch of great guests coming up uh, this month going into March. I'm so excited for the next few weeks of this podcast, guys. Yeah. And we hope that the viewers and listeners are along for the ride as well. You can follow us at the BTB Podcast. Email us if you have uh, topics you want us to discuss on the show. If you have questions you want answered. If you want guests you'd like for us to interview. Go to uh, email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan K A I R. As you can see it from their names there, that's where you can follow Evan and Elisa on Twitter. That's Evan Lam at Evan Lamb Guitar at Elisa Rock Doc. Say it a few times, Ryan. Remember. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> or else I forget to put you in the announcement for the episode. Hey, just because I, I don't tweet and don't have any followers doesn't mean I don't open the app every day. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, you are... Uh, so well put, and we'll definitely make sure you're in the show. Shut going up forward. The show. <laughs> um, but uh, those are all the places you can catch us. Please subscribe to us on all the places that we have live streaming. I love this live streaming uh, component that we've added to this. We want to make a community here. So you can subscribe to us at twitch.tv slash break the business. We're at YouTube and uh, Facebook Live as well. You can subscribe to us on all those streaming platforms, and we'd love very much to have you in our community. Did I miss everything, streamers? Did I get everything, guys, that I should have gotten there? <laughs> uh, like, like, subscribe. subscribe. Ring the bell, yeah. I think. Uh, tap the bell to get tap notifications so that you oh, don't miss a, a single yeah, moment um, or any of those tap live notifications. Very good. All right. Always a pleasure. Our thanks to Eric Smith for joining us this week. My thanks, as always, to Evan and Elisa. I love you guys very, very much. And thank you all for viewing slash listening to Break the Business. We will see you next week. Thank you.